Welcome back to Walkton Entertainment. I'm your host, Peter Walkton, and today I decided to travel back to the year 1995. That's right, the year that the film Heat was released in cinemas, starring Al Pacino and Robert De Niro. Now, this is a film that I've actually been wanting to speak about or do a review on for quite some time. I've got this really solid, lengthy list of films that I really want to talk about, some really good, some really bad, and uh, Heat's been on my list for some time so I had some spare time recently where I could finally revisit this film and I'm excited to share it as a podcast with you today as well. But before I get stuck into this film I like to paint the picture or just give a bit of an insight as to where I was in time when this film was released. So 1995 to give you an idea you know it was a sad time for me because I was 12 years old and 12 years old means I was not old enough to see this film in cinemas. In fact I probably saw it uh, on VHS when I was probably close to 13 or 14 years old and I remember renting this film from the video shop on VHS and the funniest thing with this film it's funny that I still remember it is I remember putting the VHS tape in ready to watch it and some naughty customer did not rewind the tape so when I put the tape in the machine it was playing the final moments of this film. And I remember I screamed and ran to the VCR, pressed stop and rewound the tape because back in those days, a lot of video stores didn't always rewind the cassettes. I know later a lot of video stores eventually had separate rewinding machines, but you know, if a customer returned like 10 tapes that weren't rewound, a lot of the video stores only had one VCR. So it would be a big effort for a lot of the video stores to rewind every single cassette. And with a film like Heat, well, this was nearly three hours it took a long time to rewind the cassette tape and then not only that when you wanted to re-watch the film you had to watch all the trailers in front of it as well so I saw the final moments of this film not quite understanding it first and then I decided to re-watch the film from the start with my family. And I also remember a lot of the trailers and promotional ads on TV for this film. You know, it was really heavily promoting the concept and fact that Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, once again pairing up, you know, in a film since The Godfather Part 2, which was originally released in 1974. So just having these two leading actors alone was a lot of driving force to get a lot of people to go to the cinema and watch this film. But also people were expecting a big action film. And also I remember Val Kilmer was also a big deal at the time of this particular release. You know, he was quite young. He had long blonde hair. And I think it was a bit of eye candy, correct me if I'm wrong, but a lot of people were quite impressed with Val Kilmer with a lot of films that he was releasing releasing plus you got the two big stars leading this film so it was very heavily promoted and I remember it being quite big and successful but unfortunately I couldn't see it in cinemas but I was able to rent it on VHS but if you're not familiar with the promotional trailers that were released back in 1995 I'm going to play the ad very shortly and once again when the ad's done playing I'm going to drill into this film and talk a little bit more about it and obviously give you a review score at the end as well but other than that here's the trailer in three two one on the street, have no attachments, allow nothing to be in your life that you cannot walk out on in 30 seconds flat if you spot the heat around the corner. 
the city of Los Angeles. Recognize the MO? MO is that they're good. If you think these guys are scoring more than passing through, I doubt it. A relentless police detective is on the trail. What do we got? Of a master thief. You're fugitive number one with a bullet. It's double the risk here. You're wrong. It's four times the risk, and I'm double the worst trouble you ever had. Clear! And his reckless partner. The bank is worth the risk. We should take it down. I want full surveillance, 24 hours, round the clock. We never close open seven days a week. Assume they got our phones. Assume they got our houses. Assume they got us. Bam, bye-bye. They get more daring with every score. What's the estimate? 12.2 million. You're up. But one cop. He's here. I can feel it. Is closing in. Whatever score they're going to take next, they're going to have the surprise of a lifetime. Now, for the first time, Academy Award winner Al Pacino and Academy Award winner Robert De Niro collide. If I'm there and I got to put you away, I'll tell you, you are going down. What if you do got me boxed in and I got to put you down? Because no matter what, you will not get in my way. I will not hesitate for a second. Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, Val Kilmer in a Michael Mann film. Heat. There you have it. That was the original film trailer from 1995. And this is the part of the podcast where I like to explain a little bit more about what I enjoy with this film and maybe what I don't like about this film. But if you are listening to the podcast for the very first time, I do have a little spiel or a warning that I give in each and every podcast. And that is the simple fact that even though this film was released back in 1995, this podcast will not contain any major reveals or any major spoilers. But I am going to talk about the basic gist of the plot. So if you don't want to know about this particular film whatsoever, now is the time to turn this podcast off and listen to something else like Justin Timberlake. Don't judge me, I actually don't mind Justin Timberlake, I think it's kind of cool, but let's get into it. But our film follows two different people and their crew. Firstly, we've got a small team of professional bank robbers, and these guys are targeting a number of banks within LA. Leading this team, or this crew of bank robbers, is a man by the name of Neil, played by Robert De Niro. But unfortunately for Neil, during the team's most recent heist, one person in his team makes quite a big mistake and quite an unwise choice, which only brings the interest of the LA enforcement. But this is when the film introduces us to a Lieutenant Vincent, played by Al Pacino. He lives with his girlfriend and her daughter, but Vincent's actually called to a major crime scene. Basically, it's the leftovers from a recent robbery, which was done by Neil and his crew. But as Lieutenant Vincent arrives at the crime scene, he starts getting a bit of a direction or an understanding as to what kind of team this is, and perhaps a bit of a direction as to who this crew is that keeps robbing banks and seem to be getting away with it. But one thing the film makes very clear at the start is that this is a film that's going to be about Vincent versus Neil, Al Pacino versus Robert De Niro. You know, the two men are both very clever and brilliant as to what they do professionally. And like, I find this really fascinating. While they lead different lives, our two leading characters are in fact quite similar and relatable to one another. You know, they both want to bring the heat 
Get it? Both want to bring the heat? As they try to outsmart one another and try to track each other down, you know, Neil as a bank robber is quite determined to put anyone down that gets in his way, but on the flip side, you've got Lieutenant Vincent, who's also quite determined to work out who's behind these robberies and to hopefully put Neil behind bars and won't simply hesitate if he's given the opportunity. And that's all I'm going to reveal about the plot of Heat for 1995. It's a very basic plot rundown and it's quite a lengthy film. It goes for two hours and 50 minutes, but I just can't bring myself to talk a lot of details about this film. I'd rather you see it firsthand, especially for those that have never seen this film before. But let's talk about some of the positives of this film. Firstly, I really, really, really enjoy the tremendous performances by both Al Pacino and Robert De Niro. I think they're both incredible in this film. You know, in this film, it's quite rare that they actually share the screen together, and I'm not going to reveal as to how much screen time they get, but, you know, with both of these characters, a villain and a hero, I found myself quite invested in both characters quite equally. You know, they're characters who live different worlds, but share very similar elements to one another, and I thought this was a really good concept. You know, there's not many movies out there where the hero and the villain are quite similar to one another. Uh, I know when I say it like that, a lot of people are going to say, well, Batman and Joker, that's a fair call. Like in the 90s, there weren't a lot of films where the villain and the hero were quite similar and quite relatable and actually have some good chemistry. But this element or concept in the film is, is easily my favourite part of this film, is easily the two leading characters. You know, I'm not going to reveal what happens, but there is a scene that everyone talks about with this film and it's a major scene that occurs at a coffee shop where two actors are just simply talking to one another. It's incredibly powerful, this scene. And this one scene where two grown men are just talking to one another, simply relating and opening up, is a scene that I can actually easily watch on repeat. You know, I love watching this scene. It's quite powerful and magical, and it wouldn't have happened with any other actors other than Al Pacino and Robert De Niro. That's how good the performances are here in this film. But even supporting characters are actually really good too. So Val Kilmer is actually quite fearless in this film, and I thought he was great. Uh, if you haven't seen this film in quite a long time, uh, here's a bit of a reminder. Danny Trejo also features in this film, along with Tom Sizemore, Ashley Judd, and even a very young Natalie Portman. Look, all of these supporting roles are amazing. You know, Natalie Portman's quite interesting because to get really good child performances, you know, especially with this film, which is quite dramatic, can always be really challenging. But even at a young age, she's really good in this film. But Val Kilmer's great, and all the side performances are really great, and they all simply stand out. The film soundtrack is actually quite basic, but man, it's so effective. You know, one example of this, you know, I talked about it before, this this coffee shop scene where two characters sit down and speak. You know, there's some very faint piano music that sneaks into the scene and it just matches perfectly with line deliveries and it just makes it even more powerful with this film. And I'm also a proud owner of this film soundtrack on CD, which I still listen to quite regularly. But it's nothing over the top, but it's very subtle and yet it's still quite powerful and I, I love that in a film. The action here is also quite jaw-dropping. I mean, look, even more so for 1995, this was quite groundbreaking type action sequences, but, you know, the film contains a number of massive shootouts, which, you know, even having a recent rewatch, you know, the word I'm going to use is it feels really raw. It feels quite suspenseful. Nothing here is actually quite predictable and the cinematography is also quite brilliant. You know, Michael Mann, who's the director here, 
has really captured some tremendous shots and sometimes just the framework and the shots alone drop my jaw. It's just a work of art here. It's fascinating. It's great. And another thing this director does really well, and it's probably a bit of a, an overshare, but I really love the look of LA in this film. You know, from the very beginning of this film, there's a very dark title sequence of just trains going by. We get an idea of the city landscape itself, and it feels quite dark. It feels quite gritty, and it's just a nice atmosphere, but it brings in a nice tone and it brings in basically the mood of this film before the characters are even introduced. That is absolutely awesome. And you're probably hearing me on the podcast just simply talking about nothing but praise. But, you know, when I was a young kid watching this film, I didn't enjoy it all that much. I mean, yeah, the shoot-em-ups were really cool and there's a few little, you know, suspenseful moments. But when I was a teenager or becoming a teenager, this film didn't work for me. But I tell you what, as I grew older, this film really grabbed me a lot more. And the reason why I haven't spoken about anything that I hate about this film is because I don't hate anything about this film. You know, Heat 1995 is truly a wonderfully made film. It's got unforgettable performances from both Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, supporting cast is outstanding. I really love the story here. I love the journey that these two characters on. And as I mentioned, they both differ from one another, and yet they both seem so much like each other. I love that concept. The action scenes and even the shootouts still hold up quite nicely, but they definitely show age ever so slightly, but it still feels raw, still feels brutal, and it's still very suspenseful. So if you've never seen Heat, it naturally comes highly recommended because I'm going to give Heat 1995 an absolute thumbs up. It's a 10 out of 10 from me, which is quite a rare score from Walked In Entertainment, but this is one of my favorite films that I wanted to introduce, and I'm also going to recommend to you that if you've never seen this film please check it out but if you're gonna watch it try not to watch it and then stop it and then watch it and stop it you know I know it's two hours and 50 minutes long if you can try and do it in one seating I guarantee you'll enjoy the film a lot more my only complaint with heat is the fact that we don't have a 4k release of this film yet if you're listening Warner Brothers we need this film released on 4k but there you have it. There's my review for Heat. You know, I've, I've had a lot of feedback come through on social media where a lot of my followers are asking me, look, can we see some more of your favorite, all-time favorite films? And Heat is most certainly one of them. And, uh, you know, I've got like a draft top 10, top 15, all-time favorite films. And, you know, Heat is definitely most certainly on that list for me. And I realize that Heat's not everyone's favorite. But for me, there's something about it. It just grabs me every time I think about this film. You know, I just think, wow, it's such a good film and it's easily one of my favorites. And if you are enjoying this podcast, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you check out some of the recent episodes I've done. Uh, I recently checked out Bill and Ted's Face the Music. I recently went back to the year 1980 and watched Friday the 13th on Blu-ray and I've also recently checked out Unhinged which is still currently playing in cinemas along with Blackwater Abyss which has recently come out on DVD and Blu-ray. So there's a number of podcasts available and don't forget to drop a review. Let me know what you think and let me know what you'd like to hear moving forward. Feedback is most certainly always welcome and until next time continue to bring the heat. Today you've been listening to Peter Walkton and you've entered the Walkton Zone, brought to you by Walkton Entertainment. And if you are listening to this podcast, I'd like to personally say thank you for listening. And if you're listening to this podcast while you're driving, 
Please, drive safely. We'd like to keep you around as long as possible. This podcast has been brought to you by Walkden Entertainment, which is now available with its very own website at www.walkdenentertainment.com. Walkden Entertainment is also available on Facebook, Instagram and Letterboxd. And if you are enjoying the content on Walkden Entertainment, why not leave a review on your podcast application? To be kept up to date with further podcasts, please hit that subscribe button. And until then, see you next time.